Well, this is really starting to suck because uh, that's nine in a row. Let's talk about it. You are Locked On Northwestern, your daily podcast on the Northwestern Wildcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in. This is Locked On Northwestern, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Carter Bird, and uh, thank you for making Locked On Northwestern your first listen every day. Uh, we really appreciate it. We're available wherever you get podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. We're also on YouTube. Just search Locked On Northwestern, and you can find us wherever you are listening Make sure you turn on notifications and uh, subscribe. You don't want to miss an episode because we're talking anything and everything Northwestern right now. Uh, And yeah, I mean, make sure you give us a comment and some feedback because we're trying to make the show better at all times. This episode of Locked on Northwestern is also brought to you by Sling TV. Don't miss this week's matchup between Northwestern and Purdue right here on Sling. Sling, the TV you love for a price you'll love. All right, let's get into it. Things are... um, I know I said that a couple weeks ago that things were at rock bottom. Things are now, like, actually at rock bottom. Uh, 31-3, to Minnesota over Northwestern. Uh, Minnesota was so much better. It just was um, not a lot of fun. Not a lot of fun to watch, not a lot of fun to uh, cover, you know. Uh, But it looked like a rock fight early. Both teams kind of struggled to get going, but then Minnesota just started hammering away. Um, They're the much, much, much more physical team. And uh, once they got rolling... Northwestern did not really have an answer, um, had very limited uh, explosive plays. Did get down and kick a field goal, um, but field goals don't win games. I mean, I really thought at certain points Northwestern was too passive uh, and Minnesota was was just more athletic. And it's just exhausting to see these kind of games after you put up a really commendable fight uh, against Ohio State. And it's the same thing against Penn State when you when you turned around to the Iowa game and you thought, okay, like, um, there's an opportunity to, to, to fight. Uh, and there well, after a few games where you showed some fight, then you get to the, the Iowa game and it's just like, what what's going on? Like, this is this is painful to watch you know uh it's really really tough uh that's nine straight losses have not won since the month of august which is pretty painful thing to say um and i mean two tough games here to round out the season what more can you really say this season has been absolutely brutal it's sucked it's been miserable um there's not a lot of hope there's really not you know as exhausting as it is um, as a fan to watch, you know Fitz has to be just exasperated at this point. Like, there's just 
nothing is going right with this program right now. You have to assume that there has to be some sort of significant shakeup on the staff. Um, you've got O'Neill and Bajakian. I think I would be shocked to see both of them gone. Uh, I you at least respect that Bajakian seemed to be trying something new by going up tempo this year. Um, tried to go really heavy wildcats uh, a few different times, um, but yeah, it's just it's not. It has not been pretty. Something's got to change. Something's got to shake up. I still don't think you're going to move on from Fitz. I just because I don't know what you go to uh, from the, the the best coach in program history to to who? Who do you go to? I just don't know. Uh, there's a desperate, desperate, desperate need for an injection of talent on this roster and in some an influx of athleticism, something. And I just don't know if if there's going to be enough. And I mean, there's look, you don't have an NIL structure. You're the only team in the Big Ten. And that that is so um that handcuffs you so badly. You can't compete without it. Um, you, 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 you could be awesome at it. You really could. The, there, there seems to be money there and nobody has stepped up to the plate for a, a, to create a collective. Um, and look, I mean, having worked in the space and I'll, I'm sure I'll have an episode talking more about this. I had one at the beginning of, of the season, and I think it d- deserves to be revisited, and I will revisit it. I worked in this space. I did, and I worked for a collective. And there, if you don't have a collective, you are miles behind, especially in the Power Five. If you don't have a collective in the Power Five, you you aren't serious about being good at football. No- Northwestern football will die without it it will become impossible to to climb back in the fight i mean it, it could if you don't get one it, if i mean there has to be a collective formed because it's it's impossible to compete you aren't you aren't serious about competing if you don't have a collective something that is a a vehicle a a funnel of sorts for for NIL for these players and until I have not seen anything announced until something becomes serious on the NIL front, things are not going to get better. They're just not. It's an impossible ask to ask Fitz to go win games with a roster that is depleted. The best players on the roster transfer somewhere else. You know what? They get NIL money there. It's a different world. And, you know, I mean, it's hard to have any belief in these final two games that anything's going to change. You got a Purdue team that's that's been pretty scrappy here recently. And you got an Illinois team that was leading the division for a long time, but now they're, they've come back to the pack. But you still got to feel that they're in a better spot than, than you are. I mean... 
I don't know. It's just it's crazy that it's come to this, and this team just can't stay healthy, and they're not deep enough, and they're not athletic enough, and that's kind of where we've ended up here. But we're we're gonna take a look at the offense here in a second. We're gonna figure out okay, what how did this Northwestern offense stack up against uh, Minnesota's defense? How did they perform? Uh, what went wrong? Uh, and we're going to look at that in just a second. But first, we need to talk about our friends at Upside. From cringing at the pump to getting an eye-popping check at your favorite restaurant, inflation is hitting us all where it hurts. And boy, it really, really hurts. That's why I started using Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With every purchase, I'm earning cash back thanks to Upside. Upside is something that's been huge for me Um where I live and and when you're trying to control the uh, budget to get started, download the free upside app, use promo code locked and get five dollars or more cash back on your first purchase of ten dollars or more. Next, claim an offer for whatever you're buying on on upside. Check in at that business, pay as usual with a credit or debit card and get paid. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. Download the free Upside app and use your promo code locked on to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code LOCKED. Also, thank you for making Locked On Northwestern your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports Today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so look, we're, we're, we're going to talk about the offense now. Uh, things were not pretty. Things were not pretty by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, the offense was absolutely stifled. I thought Brendan Sullivan was fine. He's 9 for 11, 82% completion percentage, 94 yards. Uh, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions, had 153.6 passer rating. And then he got banged up. He took that shot to the head. Uh, he was cleared. I believe Fitz said after the game he was cleared but did not return because they just they were not comfortable putting him back in. So they went with Ryan Holinsky, who was awful, who was awful. He did not he, – no, he, Dawn is the guy who started the season the first two games and looked so, so improved – he was 3 for 11, 68 yards, 27% completion percentage, a 61 passer rating, and an interception. And boy, that interception was horrible. He stared down his receiver, and it was just painful to watch. Unfortunately, he he did go down with, with, with an injury. Um, he had to be carted off the field, um, and they had to turn to, to Carl R- Richardson, the junior who's not gotten in a game yet this year, uh, he wasn't much better. He was two for nine, 37 yards, 29% completion per, uh, percentage, one interception, and he had a 44 
passer rating as well. Uh, his pick was just as bad as Halinski's. Again, a guy who's out there just staring down receivers, just never, neither of them saw the DBs, uh, the, the defensive players dropping right in front of the receiver, and they just tried to force a bad decision and led to two easy interceptions for the Minnesota defense. Uh, look, I mean, he got pulled too late, and they turned to Cole Friedman, the sophomore, who, again, also not been in, any, in a game at any point. Uh, he was one for three, 33% uh, completion percentage, had seven yards passing, and a 52.9 passer rating. I think he had a couple runs for 16 total yards as well. Uh, so, I mean, he was at least at least he didn't turn the ball over, and he was a little bit productive with his legs. Uh, so Sullivan, yeah, I mean, Sullivan was nine for 11, 82%, 94 yards, uh, and everybody else, Six for 21, 28.6% completion percentage, 112 yards, zero touchdowns, two picks. I know Sullivan did not throw any touchdowns, but he didn't turn the ball over, and he was getting the ball to his guys at least semi-efficiently or pretty efficiently, honestly. Um, the rest of the quarterback room, it was a disaster from, from really start to finish once Helensky got in the game. Shout out to Malik Washington. Uh, he had a big day. He had a big day in spite of the really subpar quarterback play. He had 10 targets on the day, came down with six catches for 97 yards. I mean, he's pretty unquestioned. The number one guy in this offense uh, when it comes to your, your these quarterbacks looking for one of their pass-catching options. The, the ground game never really got going. Uh, Evan Hall, 13 carries for 54 yards. Uh, did have one 23-yard run, uh, but that was about it as far as explosive runs on the day. Four catches, 44 yards, uh, had a 31-yard catch that was his other explosive play in the game. But, I mean, when you take out those 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 54 yards, I mean, he had 40 yard, 44 yards the rest of the game on his other um, 15 touches. Um not exactly he was not able to really get going in this one uh the team averaged just 3.3 yards per rush in this game the offensive line struggled to get consistent push and open holes uh just 278 yards of offense 206 of that was through the air 72 of that was on the ground um just all around pretty pretty tough day Pretty tough day. 5.1 yards per play. Um, there was a 70. You had the two turnovers. You're one for two in the red zone. Um, zero touchdowns. Uh, that one field goal. I mean, I don't know what can really spark this offense anymore. I mean, you have to have Brendan Sullivan and you have to have Evan Hall get going to have any success on offense. When that doesn't happen, it's just ugly. It's ugly. You were three of 12, I believe, on third down for 25%. That's not going to cut it. You've got to to do a better job of of kind of hanging in there and and picking up first down, sustaining drives. You, when you get in the red zone, you don't really have room to, to uh, not come away with some sort of points. You need to turn some of those field goals into touchdowns. You, you also can't turn the ball over and you threw two really, really bad picks that I'm 
still confused what those quarterbacks were seeing. Look, things are not good on offense. They're really bad, and and I don't really know um, how they're going to get better on offense. But, I mean, it's a new week. Maybe they figure something out. Maybe maybe you go Wildcat heavy again because that worked better than, than what we saw on Saturday. I mean, it's just a thought. Uh, but I mean, after after we talk about the the depressing uh, offense, well, how did the, how did the uh, defense look? I mean, clearly one great day, but uh, we do need to take a look at how they performed as well. But first, our partners at Nissan have worked with us to create a new segment across the Locked On College Network titled "Thrilling Moments," where we highlight the most exciting play or performances from this weekend's Northwestern game. This week's thrilling moment from the Northwestern game has to be uh, Malik Washington's performance. His six catches for 97 yards. He was very solid. He's one of the very few, few, few bright spots uh, for this team on Saturday. This segment has been inspired by the thrilling new designs featured across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the all-new Frontier, Armada, or Pathfinder today. Available now on NissanUSA.com. Also, thank you for making Locked On Northwestern your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, Big Game Recaps, and the Take of the Day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's talk about the defense to uh, round out today's episode. Uh, look, they got pushed around. They got pushed around. They, they they fought early. They fought early, and I was like, okay, okay, this is the t- kind of performance you need from the defense uh, to, to have that that game where you st- you stick in there and you and you hang with a team that's that's better than you, but then you know Minnesota started figuring it out, started kind of grinding away, hammering away at the uh, Northwestern front, and look, Mo Ibrahim, Mo, Mo Ibrahim made made Northwestern look silly, uh, missed tackles everywhere, extremely poor tackling, just like almost every. Mo Ibrahim run, just really, really tough to watch. Uh, led to a bunch of explosive runs. Mo Ibrahim, 36 rushes, 178 yards, three touchdowns, averaged 4.9 per carry. Tyler Potts is back up. He had a decent day. He ran well. 10 rushes, 63 yards, no touchdowns, uh, but he had 6.3 yards per carry. The third stringer, uh, Evans, got in there. He ran the ball decently, too, and he had a touchdown. Minnesota ran for 302 yards, four rushing touchdowns, and 5.2 yards per carry. I mean, if you're Minnesota, there's no reason to put the ball in the air. I mean, you've got an inexperienced quarterback who can't really throw back there anywhere. Anyway, uh, Ethan Kalik Manis looked pretty average in the passing game. 7 of 13, 64 yards, no touchdowns, but he did not throw a pick. Uh, 54% completion percentage, and look, he had 95.2 passer rating. Nothing special about that at all. Uh, he was solid with his legs, I guess. Four rushes, 28 yards, uh, seven yards per carry, obviously. But uh, just, I thought he was fine. I didn't think he was that good. I didn't think he had to be special. I don't think he was capable in this game of looking all that special based on watching him early. Um 
the defense showed up the first few drives, and then uh, I mean they they forced a couple three and outs, and then Minnesota just took the game over really, uh, especially up front. They had a fifty seven percent rush rate success, which is very high, very good. Uh, the Northwestern defense allowed eleven big plays. Um, most of that, obviously, on the ground. Uh, Minnesota was eight for nine, eighty-nine percent on short yardage or what's called power rushing downs, which is when they need two or uh, or less yards for a first down. They converted on eight of nine. Minnesota did against Northwestern's defense as they just continued to struggle all game long. Secondary was fine. I mean, they weren't really tested. They're just 13 pass attempts, uh, seven completions for 64 yards. But, I mean, I guess shout out Devin Turner for for forcing the sole turnover on uh, on the game in a, in a decently, uh, in a moment that kind of at the time felt like it could be a little bit of a, a, a bigger moment. Um, felt like Northwestern could maybe climb into it, but the, but the offense just had nothing in this game. Uh, Northwestern eventually just gets grinded down uh, in these games because they don't have the depth. They're banged up all the time. Um, they're not athletic enough, and it's got pushed around. And that's kind of how you end up with a game that is thirty-one to three, and um, things feel as as dire as they do right now. But that's kind of the the recap of of the game. Um, things aren't good. Things aren't good, and I don't know where things change anymore. It's it's going to be uh, fascinating to see, um, see if this team can show some fight in these last couple games. But that's going to do it for today's episode. Appreciate you tuning in. This has been Locked On Northwestern, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. For anything and everything Northwestern, we're available wherever you get podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. Uh, You can find us there. Uh, We're also on YouTube. Just search Locked On Northwestern. Uh, Wherever you listen, make sure you subscribe, turn on notifications. Uh, Make sure that... Um, you you don't miss an episode. Make sure you you leave a comment. You give us some feedback. We're trying to improve the show at all times. But yeah, it's uh, things aren't great. But uh, you can follow me on social media. I'm your host Carter Bird. You can follow me on social media at Carter Bird13. And yeah, I will see you all uh, next time.